0: Disclaimer: The following boundless pub trap episode contains strong opinions that some listeners may and will find offensive. If you cannot accept or respect others with a d- 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 differing opinion from yours, then fuck off. <laughs> I like <turn-off>. God <laughs> on. Just... Oh now, y'all ain't playing no fucking these chickens, are you? Picture it. Sicily,
1: 1920. Aren't we fucking funny? Streaming from the Midwest, right in the middle of the U.S. From Omaha, Nebraska, you're listening to The Boundless Podtrap, your entertainment podcast where we touch on all topics, from the crazy and absurd to the sacred and profane, and even the useless and unnecessary. The Boundless Podtrap knows no bounds. And now, here are your hosts...
2: What the beep is going on? Can we we can cuss on this one, can't we? Why didn't you say fuck? That's okay. I didn't know. I said it in the I goddamn, was, goddamn uh, intro. <laughs>
0: <whatever>. <laughs> I didn't even know what that word means. Said, what the f-? See when a mother bird and a father bird get together, they do this thing and eggs pop out. That's how we celebrate Easter. I'm offended. <laughs> Why would you I'm even offended that by up? the fact I've told you multiple times to turn my headphones down <laughs> and my left ear is bleeding oh well your lever is all the way to the side
2: i thought it was down are you number three yes sir <laughs> i wasn't listening that was yeah he, it was funny you popped your earpiece <laughs> out real quick well that's a good start to episode two
1: <laughs> fuck it we'll do it, live. <laughs> do
2: it live we're gonna let him uh start signing we'll have to speak for him for a while. <laughs> i can't hear you So what's going on, people? How you guys been? It's been uh, been a while. It's been two weeks. Exactly.
1: It has been two weeks. Happy
2: Monday, guys. It's Thursday for us, but happy Monday. I thought you were going to say happy Mother's Day, but happy Father's Day, guys. Happy Father's Day a a day late, I guess. I'm trying to keep my time warping in check here. Father's Day is coming up? It's a Sunday. Sweet. We're going to do nothing. I'm probably going to try to teach my niece how to drive or crash. Really? Yeah,
1: we'll see. I would do the same thing, but my niece just turned four the other day, so I think that might be
0: illegal. You can start, Marley. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Is your uh, son Moxley going to buy you a Father's Day present? I think he already had. I picked it up when it came in from Amazon, but I did not look at it. So. What kind of job does he do where he makes money to buy you stuff already? He is fucking adorable. <laughs> that's what he does. He is the next thing to a Gerber, baby. And I don't know where that came from because I am ugly as fuck. <laughs> Aw. will <laughs> um, be
1: like that. I'm sure there's probably not going to be such a thing as a Gerber baby anymore since they're getting rid of all these uh,
2: brands that have been around for a while.
0: Yeah, there's no such thing as a white Gerber baby anymore.
2: They need to be generic, like a robot, just raceless, sexless. What else is all the rage?
1: Anything. <laughs> True. Is
2: age. <laughs> ageless?
0: Discriminating.
2: That's age. probably, yeah. That there's, that's ages. ageism. Not enough facial
1: <laughs> not hair jism. on that baby. <laughs> I didn't say jism. I said ageism. <laughs> <laughs> ageism (laughs) (laughs) okay you got me there that's uh
2: that's what i heard
1: it's uh no it's uh i've I've been um you know a lot busy at work work's been pretty crazy uh when you work in retail people are dying to go out it sucks because it doesn't suck i mean my my work is requiring customers and employees they have to wear masks to enter the building which i 100 percent agree with because numbers are going up and things are not better at all but I'm at the front of the line and have to deal with everybody. So I'm the one that's getting yelled at because of this whole COVID thing. And I'm the one that makes the rules. And what did that say? Is that Farouk?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks Farouk. But yeah, it, it makes for long days. I mean, there are, there are a lot of nice customers, but for every 99 nice customers, there's one customer that just has to tell you off and, it ruins your day.
0: It isn't an amazing that one asshole can ruin an amazing day. Absolutely. It,
1: it's because, and that, I mean, that's, you know, part of the thing, like the, the news focuses more on the, uh, negatives in the world and not so much the positives because people really don't care about the positives. No. It's just like, yeah, you, you, you focus on the negatives and I try not to do it, but you know. Some of the things these people say, I'm like, wow, like I would never in a million years go to a retail store and cuss out a cashier for problems in this world. Is so. it really that bad? Oh, yeah. there's. I people- mean, like, what are they bitching you about? You. Um I have a lot of people tell me that this store is fucking stupid because this whole COVID thing is made up and it's just like, you know, I've been telling them like, yeah, tell that to my friend's father who got it, and tell it to my other friend who lost their father and mother because they had COVID. That's keep... a coincidence. My dad got it. Yeah. I mean, it's real. Like that's what I, I don't understand. That's it's so just strange. like My I... friend's dad got it too. <laughs> But it's yeah, it's just it's to me it's like if you're in that much denial that this virus is made up, then you need to just walk into oncoming
2: traffic because you are an issue in this world. I've had a few people I've talked to at my work who are like, man, it's been this long. We might as well just go without the masks. I'm like, uh, but but that's still kind of protecting. Do people look at the numbers?
0: The masks aren't aren't to protect you. The masks are protect me from you. Yeah,
2: that too or if you have it you can't spread it as available i mean without a blockage
1: i had an old lady tell me cuz i had a cotton mask you guys saw the picture that yeah. of me with the the bearded mask it looks like it was made for me and she's just like is that made made of cotton and i was just like uh yes it is and she's like uh that's what bed sheets are made out of and she's just like she said something along the lines of like when you fart, it seeps through, and I'm like, "What?" And she's I made like, that "Same exact
0: so, comment a couple of weeks ago on the yeah." So she's now the final word. Yeah. So
1: she's like, basically saying that when I'm talking through my mask, I'm farting out of my mouth, and you're, it's going it's through your mask. Not the same ma- thing. Yeah. Well, this so when you like fart, 80. you're
2: not like getting fecal matter on people. It's <laughs> it's in your cottons, well, in your undies. Well, she yeah, she has this whole
1: theory that we're basically wearing bed sheets on her face and. I don't know how the fart got into the whole topic. Like, but isn't that this? why we're
0: in another big protest and wars right now? Because there's some douchebags wearing bed sheets on their heads too. It's like this is yeah. an
2: Egyptian thousand the, count thread. Those are the biggest douchebags. Yeah. Are...
0: So yeah. Anyways,
1: that's uh, my uh, situation right now with work is just dealing with.
2: I've had a few customers Cranky. I've had to deal with in the last like few weeks. They always. So one of my biggest, I was going to say queeves. Peeves, qualms, qualms and keys together are queaves. Queaves. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's like <laughs> when somebody receives a package or something, that's not theirs. And I have to retrieve it. And not even 20 minutes later, which just happened the other day. And you know, I'm knocking on the door and I'm like, Hey, was there a package that was put in your box by accident? And they're like, yeah, um, uh, I opened it. Cause I thought it was mine. It's like, no, the fuck you didn't. So, you saw the name and you wanted to know what's in the package.
1: Can I just pause you for a second? Did you just say a package put in your box? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm all caught up.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Stop it, Lonnie. (laughs) Well, you know. Quit eating those Doritos. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to switch gears. I've also had my in-laws in town, and they were staying at my cradle. It's a cradle because it rocks, not a crib. Do you have a cricket sound effect on that? (laughs) (laughs) Or like... The roadrunner sound of him following. Oh, ring. Ring. <laughs> that works too. Yeah. How long were they there for? Oh, they came in last Thursday. Today is Monday for you guys, but it's Thursday for us guys. You guys, as in the listeners. Us guys, as in the hostesses. Hostesses. That sounds good right now. I'm
1: on a diet. Hostesses. Oh, I thought you were talking about like females, like people at restaurants. Yeah, because that sounds good
2: too. <laughs> 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 uh, so. Yeah, they, they they were in in town. They took up my uh, little entertainment area. So researching things for this podcast, or, or which I mean, we've have a few things lined up here in the next twenty minutes to hour or so. So stay tuned. So you had to research in the middle of the night when they're sleeping in your underwear down there. Well, that's the only way I research.
0: <laughs> in the underwear, just sitting on his leg. He's yeah. not wearing them. Oh, I know. my
2: I know. My father in law is like, God damn it. Wacking off my. Chair. Your
1: father in law is Wacking the, the guy from dude. King of the Hill. What's his? Frank Hill is that his
2: name? <laughs> Hank.
1: Hank. Hank I, H- I, <laughs> name it Bobby. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Oh, <laughs> <my> <laughs>
2: that's the uh in my head neighbor. Beavis in my head. Do you like your in laws? Yeah, uh, they're they're like I have to reference a Mitch Hedberg joke. That's a lot of no. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's
0: they, a lot. They're of like sidestep that.
2: <laughs> they're like. Mm, pancakes They're all exciting at first But by the end You're kind of sick Nah I can't say I'm sick of it. Wow It's like So my My grand, My grand. Whoa My uh My father-in-law He's uh I mean he He weighs heavy on the sarcasm Like all You know Which is like a good Sense of humor and stuff But it's like dude Alright no You know And like he'll agree with you But he'll make it So it's like a disagreement Like he always wants to try To start an argument I'm like Dude we're saying the same thing He's like <laughs> no You're saying this I'm like no This is Ah it's like I try to draw like a logical conclusion, and he's like, "Nope, that's not what you said." I'm like, "That's exactly what I said." Sounds, Rewind it back.
1: Sounds to me like he didn't want you to marry his daughter. <laughs>
2: I'm just kidding. Yeah, probably. Huh. And then my mother-in-law, I, I'll go to work for the day, and then I'll come back, and my kitchen's like rearranged. I'm like, "Where the fuck is the you know the soy sauce?" She's like, "Oh, well, I put it in the cabinet over there." It's- what? <laughs> is that really how she sounds? Well, she's from the Philippines, so. <laughs> She's like, it's easier to reach. It's over there.
0: <laughs> but that, that kind of- Talking kinda... talk to her, her her daughter. Why you no doctor? <laughs> like the what? Why he no doctor? I'm
1: assuming
2: they're never going to listen to this podcast. Uh, My father-in-law will probably be like, oh, oh, probably not. <laughs> he has no need to change his stream of entertainment. It's always got to be like NBC, CNN, whatever. Just watch the news. Skinamax. I don't know if he's...
1: I think... Is that still a thing? Skinamax? Yeah. I mean, like... Was that even a thing or was that made up? I, I think, don't know. I was never... I think it was just anything past 10 o'clock.
2: Because I, I was never Is Was that like, we just, will we referenced it or was that the title? Because I remember always saying Skinamax, but I don't think I've ever
0: no, saw it. No, I, I don't think it was like a certified title. It was just... It was a running thing. Like, how it's not technically called Tarjay. We just call it tarjay that's how it's spelled i've never said call it tarjay because you can afford to shop there <laughs>
1: it's not <laughs> really i buy like five dollar dvds there that's
2: it my music see albums. he didn't say dvd he said dvds which with an instantly S. yeah you can buy can multiples oh look at you with the big money big, <laughs> hey, look n- at you
0: big I got, n- money? i've got a big collection of <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we've offended enough people in this segment. What do we got up? We're just getting started.
2: What do we got up first, fellas? Well, all right. Pick either one or two. One of two things. I have a bag here with some stuff, or we have a topic that we can move into. I thought we were doing the. Hold on. One or two. Gotta go with number two. You too? Sure. All right. Well, because if you were gonna pick this, you know, the same one, we all have to agree to do the same thing. So, number one was gonna be uh, uh, in home quasi castration. But two was going to be a different topic that we probably researched on. So, Cool. So we can save the quasi castration. Just half a ball. Like Paco? Like Paco. After his little Paco,
1: incident. Paco, give me Paco, 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 Paco. Paco, 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 Paco. This was me- a mistake having Justin take the lead on this episode. <laughs> What? He's got a lot of freaking <laughs> sound effects he's got some, on his phone. He's got some
0: energy tonight.
1: He does. That's that's good. He's not
2: sleeping like that. I thought last, he wor-
0: worked all day. I thought he'd be all right. tired up. So what, all right. what's two? What is two?
2: Two is our new segment that we're going to move into. This we're is try episode
0: to... two. Fucking everything's new.
2: This is <laughs> true. I like the way you think. So we're going to move into.
0: Mary Fuck,
2: Mary fuck Kill. There we go. <laughs> that was probably screeching loud. That that was. Uh, we're sorry for everybody that can't
1: hear us right now. We're gonna wait for your hearing to get back to normal.
0: It's fuck Mary kill.
1: <laughs> Try to. The... There you go. It's not. So,
2: you can hear it when it's not so loud. I, <laughs> oh. People are like pulling their earbuds out of their I ears right now. Didn't even know. It's like. Why are you bleeding? <laughs> All right, Mary Fuck Kill. That sounds interesting. Well,
0: since you you picked it, go ahead and don't you. put
1: this on me. So, so explain Star. to those that wouldn't quite understand what Mary Fuck
2: Kill is. Mary Fuck Kill is. I don't even know how to play the game. Do I need to explain it? One person that you want to marry and then fucking. So kill. so basically, we're each
1: going to pick three people. Oh, that's how it. Three and, people, and then you give those three people. And then the other two are going to say which one they would marry, which one they would fuck and which one
2: they would kill. Keep explaining. I gotta send something over here to Lonnie to throw up. Okay, I just explained it, but I guess I'm gonna keep
1: explaining it. <laughs> so again, seems
0: like a decent. I'm
1: going to, for those of you that aren't catching what we're talking about here, I'm gonna pick three preferably celebrities that everybody knows. And Lonnie is going to take a turn picking which one he would marry, which one he would fuck, and which one he would kill, and explain why. And then once he's done, Justin will do the same thing, and then Justin will give me and Lonnie three people, and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah. I mean, I've got one already, if you guys want me to start
2: this. Or do I got you, it. You got I it? I got it. Oh, God. So, I can only for imagine. us, we're going to uh, pull some pictures up so you guys can't see. But most of you are going to know the person are people mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. Mine definitely don't need their pictures brought up. Everybody knows them. Well, yeah. Everybody knows these, so it, it's up to you if you want to pull it up. Ray Romano? Sir Lonnie. All right. I, so. like the, I like when you host, because like when you introduce us, you'll be like, we got Justin, me, Lonnie. <laughs> I always put your name first. Justin, me, nice. Lonnie. Oh, I get it.
1: Ah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. That's really weird. I didn't even think about that.
2: Because he's, dummy.
1: So crazy. Okay, so uh, let's get your three
2: people. I I probably will not know a single one on your list. You do. So, number one, Ursula. Okay. We're talking about Ursula from the sea. Not the Queen Latifah in the live version. (laughs) (laughs) Not so much. Uh, We're talking about the deep sea scream queen. She wants control of it all and is willing to do anything to make it happen, including feeding King Triton's daughter, Ariel, with the desire of a happily ever after, tricking her to forfeit her soul, voice, and fence to spread her legs for a (laughs) landwalker, who Ursula also attempts to steal away. She even gains dominion over the ocean with her foul doings. This babe is stricken with desire and not enough tentacles of control for her own good. Plus side... She is a squid, so we know she's a squirter. <laughs> so there's that.
1: Lonnie's well, pulling up some pictures of sexy Ursula. That version looks like um like pink. The <laughs> the Russian's wife in Rocky Four. I can see that. I can see that. There's pink. Okay, so yeah, Ursula is the first one. That's very yeah. uh, sexy sound. You guys easily. licking your lips? You like really went all out with like this. Like, this is crazy. Like, mine's just going to
2: be like, here's
0: three Name. names. Blah, Name. blah, blah, blah.
2: <laughs> okay, who next? Runner up. Let's see. Number two, Cruella DeVille. Cruella DeVille, a rich and spoiled bitch, relished in Dalmatian fur coats. You may be able to look past these, but she's got a few bad habits, such as chain smoking, flaunts her riches. Oh, and uh, kidnaps and murders puppies. <laughs> Other than that, she's great at parties and quite possibly after parties, where I feel it might be safe that she hosts as a furry. So,
1: all right, Cruella Deville is number number two. Okay,
0: uh, I just I, realized I'm on my regular account. I, <laughs> <laughs> all these are being popped up. I, I
1: see your theme. I see your theme here, Justin. I'm
2: betting the next one's Robin Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Stop reading my paper. Okay. All right. And the last one, Lady Tremaine. She's commonly known as the wicked stepmother of Cinderella. Anyone can see that Lady Tremaine married in for the money, but whatever happened to Cinderella's pops after they got married? Huh? I mean, how did he die? Any thoughts on that? All right. Well, it might seem obvious she's keen on child labor or at least that those of who are not her actual children. Uh when Cinderella is called out as the possible courtie for the prince, Lady Tremaine locks her away, you know, good good on thee. Uh she's a fabulous mother of her own two girls, so that makes up for that. She does seem to share everything with her daughters, if you know what I mean. So there's a plus side to that if you're if you're into that. And that's Lady Lady Tremaine. How do you spell that last name? T R E M A I N E. Just wicked, wicked stepmother. Oh, okay. See, now that's more your liking. <laughs> are, you, are you looking at me when you say that? I am. I mean, what are
1: their what
2: are their ages? Ursula, how old is Ursula? Ursula. I mean, well, she's an underwater person, you know, and they can be they can be ageless. Are yes. you more definitely moist? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, th- I
1: think I have mine down. Of uh, my answers for this. you, care if I go, Lonnie? Go for it, sir. Okay, so the person I would marry would probably be Cruella Deville. Why? Well, she wears like uh, what, what's that called? Um, fur, f- the fur, but it's like mink or something like that. So that tells you right there she has money, right? So I'm going to marry her only because she has money. Damn it! Is that you're going to be your reason too? I would probably, I'd probably fuck Ursula, which means I would uh, kill Lady Tremaine because she's old and I could probably get some inheritance from her. (laughs) Man, you. All right. So there's my reasoning and who I
0: go with. So Lonnie, you're up with yours. All right. I would marry uh, Cruella for the same exact reason Jeremy said. It's all about that money. And, you know, she has the servant following around the whole time. She's driving in the fancy car. As in, like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. I would fuck Lady Tremaine because <laughs> she's so loyal with those daughters. They'll do anything for you. So there's a really good chance. That's for a probably fu- a package deal. Yeah. So <sighs> there's a really good chance for a 4G. Yeah. Bastard. Yeah. Good, good one. Yeah. That's good. And I would, f- I would kill Ursula because that leads into aerial sex. When you kill off mom, who is a villain. You can go up the daughter and be like, "Hey, you know, you owe me now."
2: You can do that to any one of them. You actually, if you do that to the one you picked to marry, you could. You have a hundred and one chances. You but, could fuck flounder, but you, but you could kill Cruella de and
1: fuck her male servant too. He <laughs> might. He probably hates working for her, so he'd probably pay
0: you somehow. <laughs> I mean, you're married to her. He's your servant too. So
1: basically, huh. you're you're only using these ladies to get to younger. Like family members of theirs. Haven't you others? ever watched porn? Riches? uh uh-uh. I, oh, I never saw. I never saw Skinamax. So.
0: That's what. That's what this is all about. Okay.
1: All right. So that was interesting. I didn't think you were gonna go that route with cartoons. Why do you? I thought you were gonna do like Bruce Lee and. Why would I make you fuck Bruce Lee? <laughs> Who fuck, doesn't want to fuck, fuck Bruce me. Lee? Yeah. Hey, real quick, what's Bruce Lee's favorite drink? What? The... <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, Lonnie, do you want me to go next? It's up or- to you, pal. Who's lining up? Okay. Jeremy. I will go next. Jeremy, you're
2: lining up. Go.
1: So, um, let me ask you guys this. You 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 guys were fans of the 90s, right? A fan yes. of the 90s? I lived there. You did. Yeah. So did I. Nice. Might have seen you at some point. So, I'm going with I, I honestly I thought you were going to go a route with like picking like the most ugliest people. So I thought I'd go another route and actually pick three very attractive people uh-huh. here. Where's my uh, pen? Okay, so the first one on my list is Britney Spears. Wow! And this is this is Britney Spears. The, keep in mind, these are the '90s versions of them. Okay, so this is like back when they were prime, when she doesn't have a shaved before head. before the shaved head.
0: Oh. I, I thought the shaved head was sexy. You would. This,
1: this is before the. This is innocent. You're Britney Spears. This is. I'm not that innocent. So
0: yet. yeah. Not that innocent. So Britney- oh baby, baby. <laughs>
1: It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> so Leave Britney alone. Britney Spears is your first one. All right. Christina Aguilera Ooh. is the second one, and this is the Moore. genie in the Mandy. bottle one. Say Mandy Moore. Her, no, Mandy Moore is fuck. not the are next you, one. Are you talking to Avril? No. Fuck. Because I knew you would go instantly yeah. to like her. Like all
0: of them. Mary, fuck, kill her so I could reanimate her. And <laughs> fuck her again.
1: So you got Britney Spears, you got Christina Aguilera, and the last one you have is Jessica Simpson. Hmm. So yeah This is a good and, one. and Jessica Simpson This is again When she first came out This is like Around the time When she was with Nick Lachey And stuff like that And she might have been I don't know if Jessica Simpson Might have been Early 2000s When she She came out But close enough To the 90s So you got Britney Spears Christina Aguilera And Jessica Simpson You guys are both Writing your notes I see So what you guys Are
2: thinking about that are, Lonnie are you ready I'm done yeah. Okay I Lonnie like, let's... I feel like I don't
0: know are we going to have the same answers? I think so. There's a, there's a good chance of it. So I did this like I'm a time traveler, and I'm looking at him now. I said kill Jessica Simpson because even then you could tell she was going to be batshit crazy. <laughs> okay. So you knew she was going to be a mess. I'm with So, so kill her off now. Uh, Mary Christine Aguilera because you knew even then she had a good head on her shoulder. She was good with her money. She was smart. She was sexy. And she was someone you could put your your money into, and you can see that now. And she's a genie in a bottle, so you get three wishes. From Hell her. Hell yeah! And you wrap f- it the right way. <laughs> and and fuck Britney because they always say that crazy fucks the best. If if anything shows getting in the time machine and coming now over that stretch of time, woo, buddy. <laughs>
1: so
2: you are killing Jessica Simpson, Jessica Simpson
0: marrying Christina Aguilera, and fucking Britney. Okay,
2: all right. Was that huh. yours? That wasn't. That wasn't. All right. I was with him until the beginning. And then after that, it just went all downhill.
0: (laughs) You know, when he started talking, it was over.
2: Uh, (laughs) I would also say kill uh, Simpson because, uh, well, she, yeah, she is just kind of crazy. She was a a deadhead. I think there was a lot of acting, though. I don't think she was as stupid as she Uh, led everybody. I also believe some of her strategic decisions further on were accidental. So it was probably just people, you know, speaking in her ear to,
0: yeah, she had, some a, stuff. she had a lot of good people in her camp. Uh, yeah. And then, <laughs> I mean, like— Still look what it got her.
2: <laughs> look at Ashley Simpson and, yeah, both of them were—they were quite the handful. I would say fuck Christina Aguilera because uh, she has a little bit more spice to her. I guess if we're going off of the 90s, I can't really pull the whole, you know, like the crazy music video in, in to factor this, but—
0: Oh, I've, she, I've, I've pulled a lot to the crazy music video. <laughs>
2: You too.
1: Oh, I forgot to tell you guys, Christina Aguilar is a listener of the Boundless Pod Trap. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you.
2: I would totally being a fan.
0: <laughs> I'm a big fan too.
2: <laughs> and then I would marry Britney Spears because she seems a little bit more loyal. Look look how much of a douchebag Kevin Fer Ferdinand Ferdaland? I don't know. He was like he I mean, like he just pretty much smacked her around and she stayed with him. So she's loyal. But she no, I don't know about but. that. I want to say she probably had more money. She smacked around Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah, that's that's true. That's
1: what Cry Me a River is about. Is about, that he did? It's, <laughs> it's about her. All right, very interesting, guys. Sorry, Jessica Simpson. <laughs> Nobody likes you, I guess. It's not your
2: fault.
0: All right, well, I'm so in. I've got five. So you guys have to pick between one through five, and it has to be a group decision.
2: We can like add things on, like Mary fuck kill revive. Let's do that.
0: No, like, I have five
2: groups of three. All right. Oh, well, let's, good. um... Should we go that one? <sighs> hey. Three is good. Three. Go, go? We'll go three. Hold on. Three. Is there a range? What do you mean a range? Like, for, um animated to music to whatever, are they, like, themed in any way?
0: They're all themed. The what? three of them all ha- are all congruent to each other. Gotcha. Let's go
1: three, because if this is going to be a... Uh, thing that we do every now and then i mean we'll have uh plenty of opportunities to go to his other one so let's start three right in the middle three is
0: a good number three all right so we have elvira oh goodness gracious what are you doing to me we got Rhonda Shear from Fuck, from usa's <laughs> up all night and we got nina blackwood
1: <laughs> an, an MTV pull, pull a picture of her up I don't yeah. know I know her, her voice is like she's smoked for 80 years and we but got
0: Nina Blackwood uh,
2: I'm familiar with Elvira I'm not too familiar with the other two
0: I thought you were going to go with
2: Delilah oh oh okay, wow okay. yeah she's changed yeah she was a,
0: was she, a the, she was the MTV DJ or VJ DJ. in the 80s looking at these pictures was she
1: the inspiration behind Troll Dolls
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright wow I'm going to have to think on this one the,
0: the first two whew. Man. What was the other one? USA <clears throat> Up all night. It was Ronda Sheer. Let me see a picture. I cannot you don't place remember a face. You don't rem- <laughs> I can't
2: place a face. Dead air. That's good for radio. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we're we're watching Lonnie type. I'm thinking here because He only types with man. one finger each. And he crapped. Oh
0: shit, that, that was the wrong Now note. now with Elvira. We're as Elvira, not it's, as. It's not
1: as. Nope. Okay. As. Elvira. Not as Cassandra. Nope. I mean, even though they both have the same boobies.
0: They have the same boobies, just different color hair and some makeup. All
1: right, I think. I think I have mine. Um. Yeah, Rhonda Shear, She was. She was hot, man. She still is. If that's a picture of her now, man. What is she doing there? Sorry, folks. This is the. Uh, can't see what we're oh, looking at here. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Well, Justin, you think on yours. I have mine ready. Go for so. it.
0: All right, go for it. All right,
1: so I'm going to start with Kill. I would kill Nina Blackwood because I don't think she is as attractive as the other two, and I believe she's a smoker. Heartless. Well, no, she listen to her voice. She's got to be a smoker, and I don't want to be with somebody that's a smoker. Mm-mm. No, you get in their car, and it smells like an ashtray. You kiss them, it tastes like an ashtray. Not doing it. So, Nina Blackwood, I'm sorry. I'll still listen to you on the radio. But I'm not going to marry or fuck you. Well, I'm going to fuck you kind of because you're going to be killed. So, <laughs> um, so I would kill Nina Blackwood. Now, this is these next two between Elvira and Rhonda Shear were a hard one, literally. <laughs> I did switch it. I am going to, <laughs> exactly. I am going to marry Elvira because I am big into the horror genre. And it would be fun to be married to somebody like that because we would live together. I would be able to decorate the house and like horror themed things, Halloween things. And she would probably bring it on because she loves that stuff too. And I still get to play with those boobies. So I would marry Elvira and I would fuck Rhonda Sheer because come on. I mean, look at her. She just, she's been around the block a few times. She knows what she's doing. So yeah. And she's going to keep me
0: up all night. So those are mine. Was that the theme you were thinking of, like, yeah, up all night? Like, Well, like, what, the theme with that was just female theme show hosts. Late night? Not even late night, just, like, women hosts. Nice. Well. What do you got, big fella?
2: Mine actually match yours. Get rid of, uh, what's her name? Uh, the BJ, uh, Nina. Why? Because she just, I don't think I've ever really cared for her. She wasn't really anything, like, big for me. I mean, she was big. For me, <laughs> she, her, have you seen her hair? <laughs> That's big. Um, I
0: loved her. I'm surprised you guys hate her so much. She's my one of my favorite VJs.
1: Just because I want to kill her doesn't mean I hate her. <laughs>
0: no. I had it to choose. I love you so much. No, I, I want just, you. You not even her, her life anymore. And
2: then mm-hmm. I would have to marry Mrs. Uh, Rhonda Shear. Or sorry, sorry. I would have to fuck Mrs. Rhonda Shear because, well, you know, it's more of a, yeah, you know, is it a one time thing? Not because I want to, just because it's my turn, you know. So get in line. Yeah. I get her Fridays and Tuesdays. All right. <laughs> Split custody. Well. <laughs> yeah. And, so you're and then be- Elvira I would marry because she seems more of the type of person she's wholesome, you know? Right. Yeah. And I, I can like, spend my life with her. I feel and, like she'd spend a lot of time in the bathroom getting ready. Uh, yeah. It's like what is it, three foot hair? The little what is that called? The the Beehive Beehive.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you Two more of my things because I won't use them again. Um, I'm surprised neither of you went with this. I had us as the Mary Fuck kill.
2: I was actually gonna do that as a special. <laughs> I was gonna send you a picture and throw it up there and <laughs> I fuck myself enough. So yeah.
0: And then I, I had Ambrose Burnside, Francis J. Huron, and Joseph F. Knapp. Those, I feel like I don't know any of them. I don't those, I don't know them. Those were all Civil War generals. <laughs> oh. That would have been a yawn <laughs> Oh uh. So, thanks for not picking those. Yeah, thank well, I'm you. I'm not going to say the other two because the other two do. are fucking great. Well,
1: that was great. That was entertaining. That was uh... a. <laughs> that was that.
2: <laughs> you that just was... face palmed into the microphone, Lonnie. <laughs> All right. Well, what's next? What is next? I don't have my schedule with me. I believe it is a movie review. A movie review? Are we going to mm-hmm. do that now? Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, segue into that. Man, that didn't come out right. All right. Mm. Anyways, that's Flop. supposed to say. That's... that's supposed to say segue. Let's try that. Segue. Segue. Yeah. That one. Um, that sound effect will not be <laughs> appearing in next episode. I, I gotta add a little bit more time on that.
0: It's my episode it's a, next week, right? So I have is. to come up with the sound the, the. You don't have effects. to.
2: I mean, if you think I'm going to come up with all those things, I, I think we just add stuff as we go. So there was a movie that we were all supposed to watch, and it airs 11 minutes. It was pretty short. I don't know why you guys were recommending me to watch this, but uh, it's called uh, uh, One Cunt of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, no. What?
1: That was You added an extra letter. One? one cut of the dead. One cut of the dead. Yeah, oh. y'all, you don't say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I watched the the, the wrong thing. Oh, I, there's a lot of zombies in it. But <laughs> I'm sorry,
0: I got I got to Google this movie now. What's going off of my Netflix queue?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <not> Netflix. <clears throat> there we go. Matthew Broderick was in that one. <laughs> So yeah, no. One cut of the dead. It was actually a pretty good movie, I thought. When I first saw it on the Shudder app, I watched maybe like five minutes of it. You know, with with Crystal, the uh, the missus, the wifey. And we were just like, you know, side eyeing each other, like, really? Yeah, this it on the Shudder app, it has like three different streaming kind of like a, a TV, their own little television type of thing. You can just tune into wherever they're playing it on that. So yeah, what I caught at that was just like boring. It wasn't catching me. I didn't start from the beginning and I was like, nope. And then maybe two weeks later, somebody, a mutual friend posted something about how awesome the movie was. And I'm like, really? And then you got in on that and you're Mm -hmm. like, I was, you know, or, or were you saying like, is it worth it or something like that? Or should you check it out or
1: no, I had checked it out. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. After that conversation, I was like, all right, well maybe I'll give it another shot. And then, uh, that was our, our homework for well, Lonnie's the
1: one that told me about this
2: movie. And I was surprised
1: that it was 2017 that it came out. I was thinking it was something that just came out. And so I subscribed to the Shutter channel, app, whatever you want to call it, uh, which has probably been the best five bucks a month I've ever spent because I've been watching a lot of movies on there, more so than Netflix or Prime Video and all, all that stuff. But I was very close to turning it off because the way Lonnie had explained this movie to me was more of like, I thought that, you know, I knew the premise of it and you know, this is a spoiler alert for those of you that haven't seen it and don't want to know about it. Maybe skip ahead f- from this or pause it and come back after you watch it. Cause there's going to be some spoilers. I had thought the way Lonnie explained it was, it was this director that was making a zombie movie, but he wanted it to be real. So he did something to bring real zombies in and, attack the actors and stuff and so i'm thinking the director of this in the movie the character that was the director in the movie was going to be like this villain and so when i started watching it and it's like okay they're making a movie and then it's just like oh here comes a what's supposed to be this real zombie i'm like oh my god this is hokey as shit and i was so tempted to turn it off but i'm like nah i'm gonna give it a try no, you know, I, I'm going to start doing that except for the movie It, the remakes of It. I'm not going to do that for those. I'm not giving them a try. But I am so glad Same. I stuck it out because right. that movie,
0: fucking brilliant. And I have an affinity for terrible horror movies. Like, I'll sit through pretty much anything horror-wise just to laugh it off. And mm-hmm. that movie, the first 30 minutes of the movie is a typical be-bad horror movie. So I was actually getting into the bad horror movie aspect of it and thinking, well, if this is what it is, at least it's good fun. I'm having a good time laughing at the bad effects in the bad movie. But then the movie completely 360s on you, and you find out it's supposed to be bad. Mm -hmm. and It turns you around and then – fucks you over the couch. right right you find out the movie and like jeremy said major spoiler you find out that it's supposed to be a one cut movie that's on television and you start learning it from the director's point of view like it's the movie's basically broken into thirds the first third is the terrible movie you're seeing it all the second third is you meet the director you meet his family you see the process of him meeting the cast and kind of learning you know what he's up against and then the last third of the movie is him literally making the movie and all the the catastrophes that go along with making a movie and the behind the scenes right but it's the whole one cut of him making the one cut movie and it's literally from a filmmaker's point of view and that's why i gave it to jeremy to watch it is fucking fantastic it is and there's so many little funny quirks that happen. Like, one of the cast members is just piss drunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's one of the zombies. So he's having to pick this drunk zombie up and physically carry him from his different points. And they're showing it like the first section of the movie. This zombie's like a shambling mess of a zombie, like what you'd imagine a Romero zombie to be. But then you realize he's just pissed drunk <laughs> in, in the third section, uh-huh. so he's having to carry him from point to point, and literally they're dragging him. And when you see him with blood and what running out of his mouth, they're literally dumping cups of blood <laughs> in his mouth and just pushing him through a window rather than him jumping through a window. It's just a fantastic. It is. They, <laughs> they
1: thought of everything for that movie, and as a filmmaker. You should watch this movie because you would appreciate it. Oh, yeah. As somebody that's just a fan of film, that's not necessarily a filmmaker or been a part of filmmaking... It gives you an insight on what it's like to make a movie, like what goes into these scenes and stuff like that. It might be exaggerated a little bit because normally when you make a movie, you're not doing it live in one take, right? But you're still seeing how some of the effects could be done
2: right. and how it all goes wrong.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and that, that it just kept you entertained. Uh, and one thing I will say is, you know, it's a foreign film, so there's subtitles, so right. it's not in English unless you speak Japanese. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, and normally I hate subtitles in movies. I mean, I watch a lot of foreign films, but they're not my favorite because it's just like I feel like I'm distracted by the text that's on the bottom of the screen. It's like I'm just reading and reading and not really watching what's going on. But if a movie is written and filmed well... It flows hand in hand. You can read, and, I mean, sometimes you don't even have to read. You kind of know what they're saying, and this is one of those films where it's just like it, it was perfect. Right. And just all the things that go wrong. The one thing I didn't quite get, and maybe I missed something at that point, was the director's wife in the movie. Why did she all of a sudden turn, like, evil and, like, try to, like, that was sabotage?
2: For, she gets lost in her characters, yeah. so, so she, you know, and everything was already messing up, so she was just already taken over her character
1: because I, I, there was a point where I did have to go to the bathroom and I didn't pause it. And I think I missed something, but I was
2: just like, why is she trying to purposely sabotage the, uh, the, this thing? But One of the producers uh, says, you know, why did she quit acting? And the daughter was like, you know, well, she gets lost in her characters and has actually ended like up breaking I, I didn't see that and, part, so I missed that yeah. part. So, But I will
1: say, too, the first third, when that part ended and it did like the crane shot of yeah. the, the girl and then the credits ra- were rolling, I'm like, is this movie
0: over? I was like, did, did Lonnie suggest—was it a short film yeah, and I just didn't— you, I did the same thing. You yeah. click on it to see how much is left, yeah. and you there's literally an hour left on the scroll bar. Yeah. You're like, well— What the uh, fuck? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. It's just such a masterpiece. And another spoiler, the director is actually cast as the director in the movie. So he goes from being this struggling director, have to deal with this cast— that he's never really had to deal with before and he's struggling with and they're not behaving themselves and they're not being professionals. And now he gets to go and be in his own movie where he gets to be an angry and asshole director to these cast and he's living it. He's loving that moment and he's so into that character. It's the first joy you see in this He's usually, he bows down
2: to pretty much everybody and just very timid. Yeah, you very know. stoic. Yeah, and then he also loses himself in this character and I was like, well, right on, man. Like, right. you know, stand your ground finally." And like they were going off of the script and it was it was challenging on all ends, I guess. Right.
1: I, I loved the director in the movie when like just I mean, all it's it's one take and like all the shit's going on. And I just like how he just like appears out of, he just comes out of nowhere and he's like, Akshan!
2: <laughs> <it's> just like, <laughs> he's like keep filming.
1: <laughs> but uh, and that, and I'm, I'm going to probably butcher his name, but the uh, the actor that played that was Takayuki Hamatsu, Hamatu. I think is his name. Fucking brilliant. Like he is an amazing actor. It's the only thing I've seen him in. I don't know. I haven't really looked at his IMDB to see what else he's in, but I man, that I've guy seen is... seen him in something else, but he, I can't recall. I don't think anybody else could have played that part. Yeah. Um, he, he just, you know, and like I said, Lonnie, when he explained it to me, I thought he was going to be the bad guy in the movie. So it's just like, oh, he's so lovable in the beginning here. And then it's just like this first part of the the second of the part of the third, all three parts or whatever. And the second part, you know, in my mind, I'm like, this guy's going to turn into an asshole he's going to be a bad guy here. And it's just like, man, I don't know that I necessarily hate this guy. He's so nice and lovable, but turns out, I mean, he's nice and lovable the whole way through the movie. Right.
2: And Uh, he's doing it for, I guess his family. for The most part. It's like when I approached this movie, when I finally went back and watched it from the beginning, it was a slow start and it was like 37 minutes of like this actual film. And believe it or not, this is not a, well, it wasn't really made for to be filmed. It was a project like a, um, these actors actually had to pay to be in this film. They were doing like a like an acting class and then they just made it there and then submitted it and it, it came out really well. After fa- or finally finishing that first 37 minutes and then going into like, you know, a month before, you know, he was met with to make this movie and he thought it was just a joke. Like one take, one take, you know, like you can't do that. All right. But you get to see like a more, you know, open the window to his life and like how he's kind of struggling just to be a filmmaker doing the stuff that he is doing already to challenge this. And his daughter has a um, crush on a a popular actor who is actually cast in this movie. So it kind of gets the whole family involved on this. And And she wants to, his daughter
1: wants to be involved in the the filmmaking process and stuff. And she kind of, she steps in at the end. And I mean, that last shot. Again, spoiler: the last shot they have planned is like a a crane shot on top of this building, and they accidentally, when his wife is going crazy, knocks it off the roof. And they're like, "Shit, what do we do?" Well, the daughter kind thinks of does a gymnast she, pyramid. Yeah she, of... ha, yeah, she has them all do a gymnast
2: pyramid, and she's on the very top. And they they Just hold the shot. And... How they frame that a little pre-shadowing or foreshadowing from a earlier image of when her his daughter was like what seven years old holding a camera on his shoulders and then it finishes off at that scene, you know, like kind of
1: an emotional thing there. Right, yeah.
2: It's like it's it's this movie is labeled under a horror comedy. I mean like I wouldn't say it's horror. I would say it has horror themes, but it's a comedy like a family movie type of
0: thing. It's it's definitely a good coming of age story as well. Like if you eliminate the horror aspect of it and you eliminate the comedy aspect of it. Deep in its bones, it is a nice coming-of-age story as well between the father and the daughter and the mother as well. There's so many little undertones of like that family element right. of the daughter wanting to go off on her own, but the mother and the father kind of wanting to clip the wings and let her go, but still right. being protective to her. So. It's like
2: even between – well, all the relationships between the, the mother, father, daughter, it's like there's not as much cohesion – I mean, they they live civilly together. The daughter is always trying to do her own thing. The mother has concerns about what she's doing. She's a little bit strict as far as her directing style. Yeah. So when the father shows up and sees like what she's doing, it's like what she's trying to do or accomplish. They all get involved together on this one project that was pretty much handed into his lap and they kind of make something beautiful, a little family project. And let's not forget the uh, old
1: lady that plays like the executive producer at the TV station. She had a small part, but I thought so, she was hilarious. So fucking <laughs> adorable. <laughs> yeah, she, she reminded me of um, what's that actress's name on that CSI show? CSI, like, or no, NCIS, uh, whatever. With a LL Cool J, that little lady that wears the glasses and stuff. She kind of reminds me of like the Asian version of her. But she reminds
0: me of every Jewish bubby around the planet, like a Japanese version of it. Just being like, oh, you're so cold. Have a sweater. Like I said before on Facebook,
1: you know, I gave this movie a 10 out of 10 stars. I think it's probably Absolutely. one of the most brilliant movies I've seen in a long time. Absolutely, 10 um, out of
0: 10 for sure.
1: I, if if you haven't seen it, if you have Shudder, watch it on there.
0: You can get it on Netflix as well. Is Netflix, it on Netflix Netflix now? is streaming it. Yeah, I think it's like 4 bucks to rent it.
1: Yeah. It's well worth it. If you like those kind of films, I mean, if you know, I think it's something you would like. Again, it's, it's subtitles, but you're, yeah. it's not really that big of a deal with this movie.
2: Yeah, personally, for me, I kind of grew up on subtitle movies, watching a lot of Asian, you know, Hong Kong flicks and stuff. That was my go-to back in the day. IMDb ranks this at a 7.7, 7, and Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 100% on the tomato meter and 82% on the
0: audience score. So uh, it's, it's definitely- It just proves that people don't have a fucking clue what a good movie is. It's the no, same those people are, who put like it was a relatively know. high. I mean, well, it's not mediocre. And, and anything, the fact but... that it's
1: it's it's been out for three years now. And... Well,
0: it came out in Japan in, in two thousand seventeen. The states didn't get it till two thousand nineteen. Yeah, they hold on to it for like two years before it was Yeah, the states put didn't out. get it till last year. <clears> so <throat> it's still relatively a new movie for us. Yeah.
1: So one cut of the dead, not one cunt of the
2: dead. Don't not pull it, it. don't pull you it just you can
0: Google that if you want to I would recommend doing it in your incognito mode on your computer. Did you, I didn't
2: find it to be as, everything's censored, so it's like. Well, Lonnie here Googled it, One Cunt kind of the Dead, and there's a picture of
1: Lucille Ball. So <laughs> know, I'm just kidding. Uh, her I'm and Ricky banned. Ricardo. So yeah, that's uh, that was <laughs> good movie. That's, uh, that's something else that we're gonna try to do here is we're gonna watch a movie and do movie reviews on this podcast. We're like, yep, I watched it. Next segment. So if you have watched this movie, when this is posted up comment in the link what you thought of this movie let us know and uh, if there's any other movies out there that you think that we should take a look at that are kind of like this movie so I got like the hiccups all of a sudden let us know and we can possibly do that as a segment where we all watch it and what's your common go to you're more horror usually horror yeah I mean let's let's put it this way like I have roughly about 1,200 DVDs at home. And I would say about 70% of my collection is a horror. What's your scariest movie? Scariest? I mean, movies don't really scare me now. If I'm going to go off of something that did scare me, the only movie that scared me as a little kid growing up
2: was The Exorcist. I think what scared me, have you seen Barney's Grand Adventure? Fuck, man. (laughs) I've always said, like, I don't think I've ever really had, like, a nightmare, but if I did, it would probably be because of those damn Oompa Loompas. Those things kind of freaked me out. That's not n- not in the day and age we're living. Don't talk about right. that. Oompa Loompas are people too. They are. I don't like the sound of this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, Willy. If you if you're talking about Willy Wonka, and scary. That fucking boat scene in Willy Wonka. I that, know. That was fucking terrifying. If that's what I'm
1: thinking of, because it's been a while since I've seen that movie, the strobes and the dark lights. Somebody Uh, like somebody made a uh, like video on YouTube and like added sound effects and different music, and that frightened the the shit out of me. There's a pretty cool Manson
2: cover of that. That's yeah.
1: I don't like the looks of this. There's a there's a rap song that comes out or that uses that. Just like I don't like the look of it. I have to look that up. No, keep going. Keep beatboxing. Yeah, I
0: keep I keeping, keep getting us new funded.
1: Like. If uh, our buddy John Marshall is listening, he would know what song it is because I think he's the one that got me into it. John, what is it? <laughs> he's not here. He's not going to hear this. Up, oh, that's correct. <laughs> no, right. um,
2: yeah, that was fantastic. Next thing, well, we're actually going to uh, take a second to promote some uh sponsors here. So we got uh, ML Image Photography. ML Image Photography has been around since 2005 and specializes in glamour, boudoir, pinup, ink model, fine art, nude glamour, nude cosplay, dark beauty, and horror. You can join ML Image on Patreon and become a member to see a lot of his work or go to MLImage.com to see some of his art. We must warn you it is not safe for work, so be cautious when you're looking at his work. If you are a model and interested in working with ML Image, contact his MLimage.com page. ML Image, where image is everything. Dude, I'm waiting I'm,
1: I'm waiting for you to, to say something. I was waiting for some smart ass comar- <laughs> <laughs> comment. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> oh
0: no. We suck again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, ML Image, uh, that's a uh, one of our producers here too. Yeah. yeah. Michael. He's a good guy. He, he is. He is. I see so many booze. Wasn't he supposed to be here? He was, but you know, he he had a long day at work, and like he kind of said, he's just like, oh, I'll probably just be sitting there. Oh, in the corner. is him is him's tired?
2: He's he's going to take a napping he, nap he
1: out. He's he tired.
0: Oh, uh, uh, I can't wait till you guys leave so I can take a nap.
1: So you you oh, said boobies? You're yeah. excited about boobies? No, I said he sees so many boobies. Oh, well, I have too. Remember him and I used to run a modeling group together called <laughs> Glam Gore Girls.
0: Oh, you still, This is no, the world's tiniest violin saying you you're, don't get to see boobs. I'm
1: going the complete opposite direction. It's not as exciting as people think it is. Like as a kid, I always looked at the guys that like did Playboy. I'm like, oh man, those guys get to be on set with naked women all the time. That's got to be the best
0: job ever. Nope. I'm gonna ask the other. I mean, married. it's not like it's. I'm gonna ter- ask the other married man in the room. Hey, do you miss the seeing all those boobies? What well, boobies? You're married, yeah. not dead. Just just make a fair tra- tra- just trade. Just fuck off t- me. T- tell your wife t- to me. Google
1: penis pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like they don't see penis pictures. Like probably guys send them dick pics
2: all the I time. Know, I try to on show solicited. her all the
0: time. And she's like, get that fucking thing out of my face.
2: I do have a story about a certain photography session that I was a part of. So there's this dude who he does these really awesome, intricate masks and stuff. And, you know, he models a lot of male dudes, male dudes. <laughs> you are a male man. I get it. That's not, that's not where the joke was. Oh, okay. Sorry. But yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I went to a studio and he's like, you know, I, I, he wanted it to be like in the, um, take your pants off. Yeah, oh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: Oh, I said mass. I'm at dick cup.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. I'm here. You know, this is, I was actually doing some modeling back in the day at this agency I worked with. And, uh, I want to say I found him through there or he kind of searched the models and stuff like that. But you know, I went in and saw, like, his wall where he had, like, these dudes with these, you know, they're pretty cool paper mache masks. I was like, that's awesome. Well, I guess, well, let's fuck it up. Let's see what we can do. So, uh, and I've never had anybody say this to me. So it was Take very, your pants off. No, <laughs> it was really interesting.
0: <laughs> Put your pants back
2: on. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> but um, I'm wearing, like, these boxer briefs with, like, little, I mean, th- there was from a Wow, H and M. So they were kind of designer type of situation. <laughs> so and I'm wearing like this mask, and he's like, "All right," and he wants me to like perch on like this this stool. So I'm perching, and you know, I'm like doing all these movements and stuff that's like very elaborate and breezy and stuff. And you know, like you know, and he's like, Yes, nice. Keep that on, man. You got these tits that are." <laughs> I'm like, "Tits? I don't think I, anybody's ever referred to my chest as tits." You know, he's like, "You just." You just got this build, you know, these you have excellent tits. I'm like what this is weird. You just made it weird. Is this guy now in prison? Uh no. Actually I don't know. I mean, he was a cool dude.
1: He's on familywatchdog.org <laughs> right now as a dot. Was he telling <laughs> you to fluff the whole time? Like that's uh. a
0: good position, but you need to fluff a uh.
1: little. Can you, you like, crouch like a praying mantis?
0: Yeah. <laughs> are you Let's okay? do it. Are you okay with shooting Bow. nude as he walks well, out naked?
1: <laughs> well, in his defense, you do have nice tits, Justin. Thank you. you.
0: I didn't want to mention it, but your tits are really great. They're
1: they're okay. Stop being modest. Well, you them yourself. I did. Well, I've never had a guy, except for Mike at ML Image,
2: take pictures. Of That's me. who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I was correct with my assumptions. <laughs> no, uh, it wasn't Mike. Mike's cool. He's
0: They'll never compliment your tits. I know,
2: and that's kind of what I'm waiting for. When I'm over there, you know, I always, you know, do the pectolating pictorials, Just You, you know, them. I've
1: worked with a lot of photographers in my day, and uh, a lot of them, it's just like some, are, I get it that they're in it for the art, but a lot of them are in it because they're just like, I can, this is my excuse. I have a camera and lights, and I can get girls to pose naked for me. I never get that vibe from Michael. I think he's very professional with what he does, and I mean, we're all human. we all like the female body here in this room. I'm speaking of. I'm not speaking for everybody, most of us. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, we're we're all human. we all like the female body, and you know, but I don't think Mike uses a being a photographer as a reason to be able to take pictures of the female body. That's just what he excels at what he's very uh, good. and yeah. i mean he also does he was getting into nature photography too so he's got an eye for
2: i mean things. so he
1: yeah. doesn't just drop Tool the
2: lens cap and be like
1: yeah hey, bitch <laughs> just gotcha and i mean lonnie you're a photographer gotcha, i don't think you don't take pictures of females
0: like the only people photography i do is i do some senior picture stuff other than that just weddings that's the really only people you see a lot people? of tits at
1: weddings
2: so i bet many tits. <laughs> You do old Once, people and weddings. I shoot old people. Yeah. You gotta and wait, then,
0: and then a- action stuffs. Really, yeah. the only people I do yeah. concerts and wrestling. That's yeah. the only.
1: Nice. You gotta wait till the end of the reception after Granny's been liquored up a little bit. The seniors. Then, then you take it, her. you Take her. her outside, and you're just like, "Hey, can I take a picture of you," and then you send show, Grandpa back show inside. Me, and, show me
0: your text, <laughs> Granny.
1: Totally kidding. Not
0: young man.
2: Anyways. So uh, what's next on our agenda? Do we have a... Uh... Anything else? Uh, I think our good friend over here, Lonnie, it's kind of weird because me and Lonnie, this is probably like the sixth time me and Lonnie has seen each other. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people probably assume that we go way back or something, but we've only known each other by a select few of friends, just you, Jeremy, yeah. Paco.
0: I've had a different
2: hair color every
1: time you've seen me. Possibly. Paco is the one that really introduced me to Lonnie. I mean, we. Have, she's just a mutual friend of ours, and where was it that we were at where he told you, like, you need to meet this guy, Jeremy? I don't I've, remember. Where was it? Skate days? No. No. Was it... I don't know if it was... Was it Old Chicago? Sounds no, he, f- does, he doesn't like Old Chicago. Was it tap? He house? found a pubic hair in his pizza once there, and he refuses to go back.
0: Yeah. But wasn't it his pubic hair?
1: No. At a... His... his pizza he... Uh... He doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> He's well, shaved, he, man. He 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 dies because you know how he changes his hair color, like you do. Yeah, yeah. I'll we'll have to come back on that. I, I don't remember where it was. It might have been at. Was it Tap House? It sounds a little bit more familiar. Anyways,
2: yeah. but no, well, you, Lonnie. Lonnie has a uh, little topic he wants to go for. I do. Come on and make my day, Jew. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because was oh, fair. Because
2: Lonnie's Jewish. <laughs>
0: jew <Jew-ish.
2: laughs> Emphasis on the ish. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So I'll start this. When's what? the last time you two have seen The Blair Witch Project? Oh,
2: I mean- It's I've, been a while. It's, it's been a couple of years, but I love that movie. But you have seen When it. I say a minute, I don't mean like 60 seconds. So it's been a minute, but- yeah. But you have seen it. Roughly, it's- maybe two or three years after it came out was the last time I saw it. That's okay. the godfather of found footage movies. Yes, it is. Amazing.
0: All right. So, we're in a courtroom. I'm setting the scene. The Blair Witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the Blair Witch is my client, and you two are the jury. So, here, okay. we-, here we go. I am here to, without a shadow of a doubt... To defend my client, Ellie Kedward, did not murder Heather, Mike, and Joshua. I'm here to explain to you that Joshua and Mike are the ones who murdered Heather. And over the next 15 minutes or so, my job is to prove to you that they did it. And we have video proof. I'm kind of sold on it already. And that video proof is the Blair Witch Project. So I'm going to go through all the facts. This all comes from the Blair Witch Project and Heather's journal, which is in the information from the Blair Witch Project as well. If you have any questions during my, my case, please stop me and feel free to ask. Okay. Okay. What if I have flat feet? Does that disqualify me for being on the jury? No, sir. Okay. Bone spurs do not either. Okay. Okay. So the film focuses on the three main characters. Heather, the narrator and director, Joshua, the cameraman, and Mike, the sound technician. Josh is Heather's ex-boyfriend, and Mike is a very close friend of Josh's who has never met Heather. He is introduced to her as he makes his way into the car. In Heather's journal, which is a big part of this case, including all the details, she says the boys have a very strong connection, and she feels like she is instantly outed as it starts. Heather is funding this project 100%. Josh and Mike are not getting paid. They are volunteering their time, and they— Oh, I thought that was a— Did you just rip a fucking banana in half and bite it? That's how you eat some man. That's Don't funny. ask. That's fucking weird. They are donating their time, and they are working for free. So they are walking through the woods with all this heavy-ass equipment that was from the 90s. And you know the big VHS tapes, the big DAC cameras, this stuff mm-hmm. is not cheap. The 90s and it's were heavy. not light, exactly. And his mother bought him rain gear. Right, and it was in 1994. The three take off into the woods to go to Coffin Rock and to find a cemetery, and then make their way back to the car. Mike has the compass, Heather has the map, and Josh is recording the whole time. Now keep those three elements in your head, because that is a key part of this case. After Heather, Josh, and Mike have filmed at their two desired locations— they take the most direct route from the graveyard to go back to the car. Joshua and Mike, who have no interest in leading, are always in the lead even though they do not know where they're going. Wait, who has the compass? Mike. Mike, Mike has the no, compass. Jo- yeah,
1: okay, yeah. Josh, Josh has the camera. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: The whole time, Mike and Josh have been leading even though they don't know where they're going because Heather has the map. But they always seem to be in the lead taking the direct route even though Heather has the map now Mike has the compass but they've made it easily to their two locations so on their way home back to the car they are confused and concerned because they don't know where they're going they bring up the fact that they don't recognize anything in this location nothing looks familiar to them Heather brings up the point that this is the most direct location so using
2: Geographical points and stuff, yeah.
0: Point A and B, now you're just going directly to point C. So Josh constantly asks for the map. Give me the map. Give me the map. Give me the map. Heather then, in the evidence, says, Okay, give me a second. I have to get the map. And then the tape fades. They go to sleep. They wake up, and there's there's an altercation between Heather and Josh. The map is missing. Heather is accusing Josh of taking the map accusing Mike of taking the map. Josh is consistently saying, I gave you back the map. So that altercation happens between the two of them, so the map is gone. Mike at this point, who has had no interest in leading the group, says, we're gonna go this way. We've been traveling this way. We're gonna continue going this way. So someone who's very passive in the direction of their going says, we're gonna go this way. They decided to go south. Well, Heather, who has read multiple Tracking books, which they show at the beginning of the film, when she has her books in their room, in the hotel room, says we're going to follow this creek. It's a very smart thing to do. So they follow the creek for the while, and then they randomly stop following the creek because Josh and Mike don't want to. When this is brought up, Josh and Mike say nothing. They just don't want to anymore. So they sleep. Again? They, They have to go to sleep. Because the. So they pretty much argued about this the whole next day and. All day, yeah. After after... the rest of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, basically. So Mm -hmm. they go to sleep. They wake up. Josh says he's heard sounds, multiple sounds. He says one could have been an owl, but one was definitely a cackling.
1: To which Mike says, if I would have heard cackling, I would have shit in my pants.
0: Exactly. Best line of the movie. So he is, in my professional opinion, creating mass hysteria. He's saying in a very calm manner, which Mike is then in turning, putting credence to the mass hysteria by saying, man, if I heard it, I would be super frightened. So they're putting this mass hysteria into Heather's brain. So now every time she hears something in the woods, she's going to internalize it as, oh, that's bad. Hmm. After all this being stuck in the woods, lost for days, limited food, hearing scary shit with no map, Josh and Mike start laughing and joking around as... Somewhat delusional. Delirious. Delirious. Done with it. Or is that Josh and Mike now knowing they have the fear starting being ingrained in Heather's head? I know how that works. Right, yeah. So maybe the (laughs) maybe the thought is in and now they're trying to irritate her into being When you say thought. Oh okay. The thought that the witch is on their trail. They go to bed. They wake up again, surrounded by rock piles. When they wake up. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they're surrounded by rock piles. Well, I'm trying to convince you that it was Josh and Mike who killed Heather. Well, at this point, you must be thinking, well, how is all this paranormal shit happening if it's the two guys who are killing Heather? That's
1: exactly what I was just going to ask.
0: Well, earlier in the movie, the very first night, Heather claims she sleeps like a rock. Like a rock! So it's very feasible that someone can walk out of the tent and make rock piles. It's very feasible that a human being is able to walk out of a tent and disappear. Can I ask a question? Yes, you can.
1: How do you explain when all three of them are in the tent... And you hear kids outside laughing and giggling, and then the tent starts shaking uncontrollably.
0: What is Mike's job that I explained at the beginning of this article? To to get sound? He is a sound engineer. So how feasible is it that Josh could plant speakers in the woods? Okay, that gets the kids laughing, but tent shaking. How do you get this tent to shake? Who do you see in that shot when the tent is shaking?
1: Mike's in it. And
0: Josh Heather. is not in that scene. Josh is already gone at that point. He's no, no, he's not, isn't he? He's got the camera. Heather has the camera. No, because when they're running away, Heather and Mike are in, in, front. Front, in front. Oh, you're right. Because he, no, that's not because Heather is screaming, What the fuck? Because in the making of that scene, one of the directors is wearing only long John's, who's not supposed to be there. But. but...
1: Josh is not missing at that point. I can 100 percent tell you he is still there. He's in. He may not be on camera, but he's still in the tent with them. All right. I'm. I'm it's just the asking. Second questions.
2: compartment in the tent where he's <laughs> trying to get dressed and it's shaking so everything. That's jer- that, that's happens. just my question. The so, There's so, a logical okay. resolution. For Go this. on. Like,
1: just...
0: That I that I cannot explain. I can okay. I can explain the children, but I can't explain the and shaking. Yeah,
1: that very well could be
0: that Mike had some sound effects speakers. So, okay. So. After a couple days of walking, 11 hours of walking south, they make a large circle, and they end back in the same spot where Heather demands to see the compass. And who freaks out once Heather has the compass? Mike. Mike. So at this point, the boys are back in control. Josh admits to – or Mike has admitted to losing the map, but how did Mike get the map? He he went
2: in her – the first time or the – because she gave it to him the first time, and then he no. said he gave it
0: back. He, he gave the mi- map to Josh. Mike is the one who said he kicked the map into the creek. So how did Mike end up with the map? There's two possible solutions. He either stole the map while she was sleeping, or Josh gave him the map. So Heather knew the possibility that she was right, that Josh lost the map.
2: Hmm.
1: I gave you back the map, Heather.
0: Right? Most saw at half of the movie as I'm arguing about the the damn map. Uh now the only way to get around is the compass, which Heather yells, Gimme the compass. That's a five minute argument where Mike takes the compass. Now it's back in control of the boys. Uh Heather decides the best method would be to stick to the river. The boys decide that's not gonna happen. Those are stupid boys. Yeah.
2: That just proves how much smarter girls are. Right, right. the boys. Um, Are we pandering Yes. Suck up.
0: Yes, <laughs> suck yeah, up. It's Father's Day. They have to pander to us. We talked about all the creepy shit, the paranormal shit. So Josh goes missing, just disappears out of the tent. How would that happen? Poof. We, we know, like we said, Heather sleeps like a rock, and Mike could easily just let him go. A couple days go by of Mike trying to be the good guy and Heather being scared. He's continuing to put that mass hysteria into Heather. He's still hearing all the sounds, hearing the stuff. Mike's hanging back, kind of letting Heather take the lead, kind of still filling her head with fear. A couple days go by of this. They wake up and find the bundle. What's in the bundle? Clothes, blood, and teeth that are supposedly supposed to be Josh's. You don't know. There's never an explanation of who they are. But if it's a premeditated murder, how easy would it be to find teeth? This easy.
1: I, I know you can buy him off of the wish app
0: <laughs> right any color teeth you <laughs> want just expect a year for him to arrive right all right so now it's time to look at the most damning piece of evidence if I do not have you convinced right now is the ending Oops. do you have any questions before I get to the ending
2: is it a uh, is this gonna take long
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't i know well, i'm I'm intrigued about this ending here yeah let's do this okay So the ending, they wake up, they hear Josh screaming, so they run. They go out of the tent to find him, and who is the first one to run into the dark woods? Mike. Has Mike ever been the one to initiate anything? No. No. He's always been the passive one. It's always been Heather to lead everything. So Mike is the first one to go running into the woods. Who finds the murder cabin? This same woods they've been making circles in for the last five days— how, how can they all of a sudden find something they've been circling for five days? Most of it during the daylight. So how all of a sudden they run less than 50 yards and notice the cabin. In 50 yards of woods, you've been, you would easily been able to see it during so the he day. So can engineer
2: sound to block
0: the visual, to block the so visual keys. Josh oh. built that house. Why, as much it why <laughs> they were searching. Teeth. Um, so they walk through the front door. They hear Josh screaming. Mike goes, I think he's upstairs, and he goes upstairs pretty quickly, leaving Heather behind. So he runs upstairs in a house. He doesn't know. He's never seen it. He gets upstairs quite quickly, leaving Heather behind. When he gets to the top of the stairs, and you can see from his camera angle, he does not move. He's standing, looking at the wall. Now granted, the wall is scary. It has handprints and scary shit on the wall. He could have been mesmerized by it. When Heather gets to the top of the stairs, he yells at the top of his lungs, I think he's downstairs. And he runs as fast as he can downstairs in a dark house he's never been in. Like he he knows knows the path. Exactly where to go. And why in a house with a witch in it, you know exactly where to go. And why would you scream you're going there at the top of your lungs? To signal somebody else. So he runs to the basement, drops his camera. That's the last you see of Mike. Then, maybe a good three minutes later, in the process of Heather coming down with a DAT camera, screaming for Mike, she gets to the bottom of the steps, records Mike in the corner. Her camera falls. End of movie. So, I put the case in your hands. Do you believe that Ellie Kedward killed Heather? Mike and Josh Or do you think this was A crime of passion That Josh and Mike killed Heather And ran off into the woods
1: All signs could point to Josh and Mike Being guilty Except for one instance And that is the instance I brought
0: up before Let me present this to you When the other people went out To find these tapes in the woods Nothing ever happened to them There was no witch. There was no nothing.
1: But how do you explain when all three of them were in the tent that it was shaking? And then when they came back, there was green goo or green slime all over Josh's stuff. Now, if it was Mike and Josh acting alone, I would say that I don't believe it was them. But if they had a third, maybe even a fourth person follow them as accomplices out in the woods, I could see that. Like maybe there was like four of them that actually acted to kill Heather. But I don't know. I want to hear what Justin has to say before I make a decision. So a total of, was it three days? That they were gone in the woods?
0: Yeah, it was, or it recorded.
1: Was, it was more than
0: that. Yeah, I think they were out for 11 or 12 days total. Yeah. But how there, much was was, like, there was okay. like two or three
1: nights where it was just Heather and Mike by themselves. There was about like four or five nights when it was all three of them. Because each night it was getting progressively worse with gotcha. the
2: I feel like if they wanted to kill her, they could have done it at any time. So. This is true. Why drag it out so yeah. long? For I mean, like, them, like for you, you get off it. on the fear and stuff like that. I mean, that's a whole different.
1: They could be doing it because they're recording this for a class project. So that's evidence that they were all together this whole time,
2: too. It's their receipt to uh, show them as pretty much innocent. But then, but wh- kinda... wh-
1: where did they go, though? Like, where did Josh and Mike disappear to then after this all happened? Canada. I mean, did, were they starting a new life together? Was Happy this couple? Were they like actually in love with each other? They can't oh, have kids, so adopt. I mean, that's if this was a crime of passion on Josh's behalf. I mean, he's basically changing his whole life. He's he's pretty much giving up his life to kill Heather and start a new life someplace else with Mike. I don't, know. I don't know. My God, who the hell cares? <laughs> That's a tough one for me because I could see all sides. Do do I uh do I think that it was the Blair Witch or whatever that killed them? I mean, because nothing really paranormal really happened while they were out there. Anything that happened out there could have been explained by lots of things, like the cracking of the sticks and stuff They, I think it was at one point they said it could be deer or something yeah. like that
2: mm-hmm. which is very feasible there's I mean, wildlife out there yeah. I, I still stand by if they wanted to, to kill her you know they could have done it you know they didn't have to drag it out I mean I'm pretty sure the boys wanted to get home to play some Tony Hawk
0: right but... and she was a dick the whole time yeah. Like, yeah like watching the movie again she was a dick right like See, just if I, an utter <clears throat> dick the whole time to them
2: if I were to kill somebody I'll tell you what I did or would do uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't have dragged it out that long. But
1: uh, evidence. Yeah. It's evidence to prove that they didn't do it, that there was all these the ghosts and stuff doing it. That's their alibi, these tapes. Hmm. I think that they had help because, like I said, nothing paranormal really happened. And everything else could have been explained by other people being out there, the The stick figures hanging around that could have been their friends and just saying, all right, we're going to come this path today. The rocks outside could have been Josh and Mike if she slept like a rock. Could have been their friends. Obviously, the shaking of the tents could have been their friends and tearing up of the tent or whatever and throwing green goo or whatever. So That sounds like Predator. So I don't think that it was the Blair Witch, but I also don't think that there's enough evidence to prove 100% that Josh and Mike did it. All right.
2: How many cases have they accused the Blair Witch of other than these? Is there countless cases or?
0: I don't know. It's just a movie. <laughs> <All right.
2: laughs> well, there was no I
0: mean, backstory.
1: At the beginning, they interviewed the townspeople and they talk about the backstory of it. And then those two guys fishing like, I saw one time some, like, mist rising up over there, and the other guy's like, ah, oh, you're full of it. Usually when they're
2: fishing, they're drinking, so you can't trust their... Absolutely.
1: I mean, and then that, that lady that they talked to that claims that yeah, she's... Yeah, Mary Brown. Yeah, that said she was wanted to be an actress or whatever. I mean, they found the most gullible, hokey people they possibly could. Well, it's a sheltered town that they'll believe anything, right? True. Nice. I mean, you know, maybe you could look at it this way, too. Maybe there's another thing. Maybe Heather was in control this whole time. Maybe she got them, Josh and Michael, killed. And What she, rhymes
2: with bitch?
1: Lilo and Stitch. Rich. I <laughs> don't know, man. So I, I said my verdict. I can't say guilty. There's not enough evidence, for me at least, to convict Mike and Josh.
2: Everything that's recorded on film doesn't place guilt on them. Yeah, like he was saying, you can kind of excuse certain things. You know, like as far as like the sticks, the movement, wind. Also, the only thing that I am confused about is their decision to not follow the water. Normally, if you're following a map, you would also follow the compass to direct it. You know, shoot a back azimuth and boom. Uh, that's not how that works, but it's close enough. <clears throat>
1: I mean, to me, the the one evidence that you brought out that's kind of like I don't know is. They stumbled across the house that apparently wasn't that far away from them. Right. And how? How? They set their tent up when it was still daylight out. Mm -hmm. You would have been able to see this house in the middle of the woods. So there's something fishing going on there. I think that this case needs to be reopened at another time. I agree. Reopen it. Sorry, I got like the biggest Charlie horse in my calf (laughs) muscle right now, or my thigh. That was... Very interesting, Lonnie. I, I really, you. really like
0: that. <laughs> that was uh, that was fun. I like that. Did you come up with that on your own? I've seen people talking about it, but not going that in depth with it. Like I had fun reading the journals and watching the movie. And there's been people who have taken the theory and go, well, here's a bunch of reasons why they didn't do it. And I'm like, okay, why? Well, you don't, you're not going to tell me why. So I went through and rewatched the movie and I'm like, okay, here's why and I took all the things and tried to write it down why. And I just had fun with it. I like can I tell. had I had like ten pages worth of notes and I was like, Well, in this part of the journal, she says this. Like she said, They they never let me fall asleep last. They always had me fall asleep first. What does this mean? I've never read the journals. It's it's just from one of those like if you just Google uh, Heather's journals, Blair Witch it's like thirty six pages worth of journal, huh,
1: what do you the uh, listeners think about this? what is your your theory, your verdict on this? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> I
2: think they just they all went out there to willingly die. They it's got a possibility vetted, it was calling for them. they were hearing it. the voices in
1: their head. I'm telling you that movie it's kind of funny that you brought that up because when Sorry. Justin asked about like Gosh. movies that like scared me. That was actually one. I mean, it didn't really scare me, but I believed it was real. And I'm going to tell you what, uh, I used to camp a lot back then, and I was very leery about being in a tent (laughs)
2: after seeing that movie. scared the piss out of me. Or any time a breeze comes by, you're like... Yeah, a priest. (laughs) Well, that too. (laughs) That too. (laughs) In the woods.
1: (laughs) All right, well, that was fun. Are we on to our main topic now?
2: Yeah, we can move to our main topic. We're about an hour and a half in, so... uh, Strab in. You guys want to talk about a little bit of uh, entertainment?
0: Yeah. Well,
2: our main topic. Yeah. (laughs) We kind of wanted to play with, you know, tear apart, discuss a certain issue that gets brought up quite often, especially when it comes to, like, mass shootings and stuff. This argument, which I think is kind of a mushy argument. Do violent video games cause violence? Do violent video games cause violence? What is your initial reaction to that? Me? Yeah, either of you. There's two of you. No. One. No. Good. Okay. <laughs> Done. I don't think so. No? Like I said, uh, it's kind of a mushy topic. I feel like a lot of people just want to see what they want to see, and they just push things off as a easy scapegoat or cop-out, and they don't want to identify the underlying issues, you know, the mental or psychological issues but uh yeah. What is your reasoning for saying no though?
0: I just think it's like you said, there's so many underlying reasons and it's it's an easy excuse. Like when they started raiding the video games in nineteen ninety four, what else was happening in nineteen ninety four or nineteen ninety three around that time? Wasn't it Desert Storm or and maybe that was something that was causing people to be violent and uproar? maybe it wasn't the video game industry that needed to be tapped into. Maybe it was society that needed tapped into right. and, and maybe given a chill pill too.
2: So yeah. I think people try to address, uh, they want the easy out. Like they want to blame the music or, you know, like how Marilyn Manson got brought up just because, you know, the, the Columbine shooters were Manson fans. And it's right. like, well, it, that's music has nothing to do with this. People need to understand that correlation or association isn't, it doesn't imply causation. Right. And a lot of people You're just using big words now. I'm I'm
1: lost. <laughs>
2: or playing a video game doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to cause you to go out and do it. It's like, oh, you know, this person died, so I can just, you know, take this gun and go. It's like, well, yeah, that person that you just killed in a video game is not a person. There's a moral discussion that needs to be had there. It's like you are flesh and blood sitting in front of me. I mean, like, I know not to kill you, but Killing a person in a game, you know, these zeros and ones isn't killing them. It is just eliminating a little speck on a screen. It doesn't affect anything in in my everyday life. It just affects this. I can restart the game and do something. I cannot restart you. I think people's argument with that, though, is that
1: it's just showing people ways to kill people, gives them ideas of how they can go about killing people. And, you know, I always say, I mean... If we're going to go that route, why is it just video games? I mean, you have movies, TV shows, songs, all this stuff. It's-
2: They're all a means of entertainment that people just sit to relieve their stress.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's
2: like if they want to say that violence in video games makes people violent, then they can say the same argument for certain things like, you know, those food games, uh, you know, like Chef Supreme or whatever makes people obese or- the paperboy makes people a better worker or life simulators make people better at life or porn makes people better lovers. You know,
1: I played, it's, I played Tony Hawk skateboard a lot on N64 and it definitely didn't make me a better skateboard. <laughs> Believe me, I tried. Right. See,
2: I think you can link certain things as far as it'll increase or peak your interest or entertainment to make you want to delve into those, those real life topics or, or situations. Um, if anything, you can make, you're more creative. If you're violent, you can be more creative at killing somebody. But it doesn't make you want to kill somebody. It's like I remember reading a study in Japan how they have like these rape simulators, but their rape over there, not that I'm advocating for any of this, but their rape is extremely low. But they have like these simulators that they know, you know, that, that people can not accidentally strangle, you know, if somebody's in some sort of asphyxiation type of kink. I- what I, I don't get the simulator like a rape simulator. It's a video game, so okay. it's like a VR type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Lani, it's like, yeah, are you
1: interested? I, like that. That to me, right there. Like I think the person that came up with that simulator is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why would that even need to be a uh, simulation? I,
2: yeah. See, I don't know. There's been ongoing studies. The APA, the American Psychological Association, they've been doing this study for ten plus years. Originally, when they, when they started it, I mean, they, they worked with, or I guess they ran with like the same, you know, idea, like it, it's probably making people more violent, but now they're saying there's no causal link. It's a mute point.
1: I mean, I look at it this way. Have people, has there been somebody out there that has been inspired and influenced by a video game to go out and kill people? Absolutely. Is it a big issue? <gasps> no. I mean, what, I, what country was that a couple of years ago where the guy strapped a GoPro to his chest and he went into a church and just opened fire and killed all these people in the church and you saw the whole thing it looked like a video right. game brought to life that guy right there I 100% do believe that he was inspired by a video game to go out and kill because look at his setup I mean well, there's you saw his hand said. you saw the gun when he was reloading it would go down and come back
2: it looked just like a video right. game it, it doesn't it can inspire you, like I said, to go out and perform these heinous crimes, but to use it as the reasoning behind that's, no, I don't think you can use that just because somebody's idea uh, or art or music, you know, like it's not brainwashing you. It's like you, th- there is a link also that like more aggressive gamers are going to, you know, adhere to more towards those, uh you know, violent games. Like, do would you consider yourself a gamer? Me, absolutely not. Not so much, Hugh?
0: I play two franchises, really, and that's it.
2: Right. See, America, there's 65% of Americans are considered gamers, and that's, I mean, that could be pretty much anything as far as, like, you know, uh, puzzle games, shooters, action, casual sports. Rape simulators. That, too. (laughs) Well, we're talking about America here. But, I mean, like, anything that's on your phone or PC or console. If you invest like a uh, an hour or two, I believe that was the poll for this particular poll. Was if you invest like two hours a week, then you're pretty much considered
0: a gamer. I'm out. <laughs> now, when a game comes out that I'm excited about, like like I said, I'm a I'm a two franchise guy. I'm a Resident Evil guy, and I'm a, a Final Fantasy guy. When a new one of those comes out, I'll play it until I'm done with it, and then I right. put it away.
2: See, that's kind of how I'm. I'm I'm a binger. Yeah. Like I'll play it for maybe two weeks and then I'll put it away for like four months.
0: Right. I, I play it until it's done and then I'll pack it up. Now, Tracy, on the other hand, she'll play a game until she's one hundred percent at it in every possible way, and then she'll pick it up and play it again. She'll play something religiously and then she's done with it.
1: The only game I play religiously uh um, is Kino. And, <laughs> is uh roller coaster tycoon where you build your own That's theme park. And I have I can tell you I have not gone out and built my own theme park. So
2: I uh, didn't you used to manage a sort of roller coaster type. Of... I used to work at Funplex, but <sighs> a lot of people died that week.
1: <laughs> I think the bottom line is, and you kinda had said this, Justin, there's so many Karen's in this world. And I'm sorry to anybody named Karen, but that's just what people call but the, the tattle, the, women. Yeah, the tattletale people—they uh, call them Karen. Did You say racist? <laughs> Is that yes. what
2: people are saying now? All the—it's all the a sexist, white women. It's a sexist statement towards women. But not a racist.
1: There are so many Karens in this world that have to find something to put blame on. Nobody can take what's the word I'm looking for? Accountability. Accountability. Thank you for something that might be their fault. I think the biggest problem is, and you look at Columbine and all that stuff, and these school shooters, is the answers were there. It's the parenting. You, as a parent, you need to be involved in your child's life. You need to ask questions. Even if they don't want to talk to you, you need to be a part of their life. You need to go in their room, talk to them. See, I mean, I guarantee you if like the Columbine shooters, parents went in their room, they would have probably saw some signs of like, shit, something's wrong here. And maybe that's a bad example because they were like really the first of their kind. They popularized it for sure. Yeah. But it's parents need to be parents. And I'm not, I don't take that the wrong way. I'm not saying every parent's bad out there, but, and not saying that everybody that's killed somebody went on a shooting spree or whatever that their parents are to blame, but I think that that's where needs, it starts. Your it, house it, is where it starts, exactly. And but you Jeremy, know,
0: but Jeremy, that means I have to sit and actually pay attention to my kids. Yeah. I I just worked a hard eight hour day, and now I have to come home and pay attention to my kid. And
1: and you know, if you want to do kind of like what we talked about last week, where I said a lot of people, parents, like with technology. That technology is the babysitter for the parents. Right. They're just like, and go play your And you know, if that's what you want to do, that's what you do. I'm not telling you how it's a parent. I don't I will, have kids. I will
0: gladly tell them, stop being a dipshit and pay attention to your but, children. But yeah,
1: I mean, if you're they're going to let them play video games, ask them. Be like, oh, what, what game are you playing and stuff like that? And if you notice that they're playing the same shooter game all the time, they're going around the house pretending to shoot up things and stuff like that, maybe that's when you need to have a talk to them be like, hey, uh, you should probably... Tone that down there and stuff like that. And I mean, as an adult, if you're an adult and you're a gamer, let's look at the uh, what was his name? Is it James Holmes, the guy that did the Aurora, Colorado shooting right. at the Batman thing? Yeah. I mean, he basically admitted that Joker, I think, was like his inspiration, inspiration and yeah. stuff like that. That's when co workers, friends, family members. You know, and he's somebody that down the road I think we should delve more in depth because this kid was fucking brilliant like he was smart he was on his way to like being like a historian and then this happened I mean there's got to be signs out there and you know if you see signs it's better safe than sorry talk to your friend if you think that they're kind of going down a weird path the worst case
2: scenario is like dude I'm fine like what the fuck (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but most people don't want to be that person to speak up. Like it's, it's I mean, kind of the bystander effect. Like nobody else is saying anything. So I'm not going to, And that's, like,
1: that's the problem. Uh, you got to just fucking
2: do it. Uh, uh, I, we're, I mean, but that's also the issue with today's culture too, is like, if you speak up, you're going to be canceled too. It's like, they don't allow people, I like guess not that they don't allow it. It's like, they look down upon you just because of certain opinions and it could include these sorts of opinions. You know, like, oh, like, you're for guns. I want guns to protect myself. But, I mean, if my kid gets a hold of it, I mean, it's going to be locked up. They can't get a hold of it. It's like that that will also broaden the issue. Well, I hate to
1: be the bearer of bad news to people, and this might be a different topic, but there's always going to be guns in this world. Right. People can push for strict laws and gun control and all this stuff, but... Drugs are illegal. It's fucking They're still drugs. It's 2020... If somebody wants
2: to get their hands on a gun, they're going to get their hands on a gun. That's but that's not, not even... I don't even think they should look at it that way. If somebody wants to kill somebody, they're going to kill somebody. Exactly, right? yeah.
1: I mean, if it's not with a gun, it's going to be with a van driving, right. but people are... Now we got to ban vehicles. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, where does it end? I, I i think people just need to look at it this way. This world is so screwed up that you need to stop trying to figure out solutions to for control over certain things and just look at ways
2: to protect yourself. <laughs> and, right. And it's like, I'm not a gun person myself. I'm, I mean, I'm more of a blade person, but to say like guns are bad or blades are bad or something like that, it's like, those are the tools. It's what the person does with it is what's you know mm-hmm. the intention behind it, right. the, the mover. And it's all
1: about noticing signs and talking to somebody. Uh, and I bet you a lot of things could have been solved if people would have went with their gut instincts. About somebody, right? Like yeah. I get with that that James Holmes guy, and I always want to say John Holmes, the porn star. but It's James, <laughs> not was, the guy. There had to have been people that noticed something different with the guy, like when he dyed his hair orange. That should have been like a key right there. Like this guy doesn't normally we, seem we, strike me as a guy type of guy that would dye his hair. What do you got against
0: people who would hair? But you, we, if you did it,
1: I would think yeah, we would all it. make fun of you regardless. But, yeah idiot,
2: <laughs> <you>. but, <laughs>
1: but like this guy, like he was smart. He was, I forget what his, what he was going to school for, but I mean, he was like a scientist or something like that. And it's like, scientists don't normally dye True. their hair those colors. So I, I just think that the, the biggest issue is don't place the blame on a thing such as a video game, right? Fucking talk to people. And you know, I, I there's so many people on Facebook these days that are so, You know, I think a lot of people do it for attention, but there's a lot of people that make posts about like how they're, they're given up on this world. And it's like, if I don't know the person, I will still send them a private message and be like, Hey, if you need to talk, you don't know me, I don't know you, but sometimes that might help.
2: And you might, you might, it's kind of hit or miss too, because some people it's not going to ruin a relationship. So they would, or if, you know, if they do know you, it's like, eh,
1: yeah,
2: I know a few people who were dead set on like suicide, I don't know if they wanted to take anybody else out with them, but it's like, it's hard to change somebody's mind when their mind is set on it, Mm -hmm. you know, to show them the light when all they want to see is the dark. It's like, come on, man. And like I said, you know, I think a lot of people do that for
1: attention, but you can't just assume that because then if they finally do do. something, you're going to be like, like
2: motherfucker, I didn't think you
1: know, now, Lana, you pulled up the senior picture, class picture of right. the Columbine shooters, and I, I'm assuming you have a point to make here with this? Well,
0: well yeah, and we were talking about that there was it, seeing the stuff with the Columbine shooting, and I brought up their their senior class photo is where they're all making— Gun, little— Yeah, they're all rifle, insinuating yeah. rifle shots towards the camera, and the school has been seen right there. Like, why was this not addressed?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I did this. I did a Jeff Hardy thing in my senior class picture and they blotted that out. <laughs> they blotted
1: my they, face out. <laughs> <they blotted. laughs> yeah, I know. But again, that goes to the fact that how many school shootings happened before this? I don't I don't think many. I mean that that wasn't thing. Something like this happens nowadays. I think something like this would be addressed. Like, oh, uh, those kids would be expelled. There probably wouldn't be enough done to them to prevent them from coming back and shooting the school up. But I
0: don't think they would be expelled. I think right now it, they would be. It would be just. It would be a non-issue because this would be seen as like freedom of speech.
2: Right. Sadly, yeah. yeah. It's but, like they are free to say that, but that it, within those walls, I mean, like you're you're able to censor. Right. But
1: that's the thing is like with all the crap going on in this world, the principals and stuff at schools don't have the final say anymore because they're going to be overruled by this person because of what they're doing is racist or whatever it
2: is. And I mean, being an adult trying to control children, their, their minds are still pliable. mm -hmm. They're still working things out. It's like you can guide them for so long, but things need to happen at home too. And I believe the same thing. Like if you're a parent, you need to, uh, sit down with them. You need to understand them. Letting them have that freedom is good, but make sure that they know how far their leash goes, you know, they need to understand consequences and all that necessary. Mm stuff.
0: I 100% agree with that.
2: Why do you think people gravitate towards
0: violent video games? I think some of it might be just for that release that they have those urges and thoughts in their head and they know they can never act on those urges and maybe it's just their release. Right. Maybe they have that boss they really want to shoot Then maybe they have that thought in their head and most people can suppress those urges and thoughts. And Maybe it is their only outlet. I agree
1: with that. I was going to say I think um, like Halloween time you dress up for Halloween to be something
2: that you're not. Okay. It's a novelty the, yeah. for the most part. So yeah.
1: you're, none of us are going to go out and shoot anybody up, but it's just like, you know, I'll admit when back in 2002, like I was, I got a PlayStation two. That was the last video game uh, system that I got. And I, I got it strictly. My sisters, I should say, got it for me for a graduation. My God. Press, Who and, the hell <laughs> press that one more time, motherfucker. <laughs> and see what happens. Why are but, you so violent? <laughs> but, I played Grand Theft Auto because it was it was different. It was unique. It's like, oh, I get to steal right. cars and I get to run people over yeah. and run from the cops. I'm not going to do that in real life. It's I have a right. a, a simulator, a simulator to, yeah. that's going to do it for me. And you know, so that's why I think most people gravitate towards it. And I still I don't. It might contradict some of the things I said, but I don't really think that many people are inspired by video games to really. Go out and kill people.
0: Well, I mean, it's not the inspiration to go out; it's the release of right. the endorphins. Like, oh man, fucking Jim in in cubicle six. Ugh, I hate that motherfucker. I'm gonna go play Call of Duty, and every single guy who pops up, I'm gonna put fucking Jim's face on it.
2: <laughs> right. instead calm, of calm down, yeah, to work and then fucking Jim. See Jim in the at the little water coffee, you know, and. Fire away and... Have you
1: seen my stapler?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gone. Now, speaking of Call of Duty, though, uh, interesting fact about Call of Duty. Call of Duty San Andreas was the only video game, only console game on uh, PlayStation and Xbox that ever got the adult-only rating. Call of Duty, San Andreas. Or not Andra- Call of Duty. I was like, wait. Oh, Grand Theft Auto? Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas. <laughs> I'm like, I
2: don't remember that one. I, know, I yeah. was like,
0: super, I, I super I've, secret. I've, I've never played against Call of Grove Street. Where you, where you go, <laughs> run down San Andreas no. Well, no, But uh, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, on its release, was the only console game to ever get the adults-only rating. Was really? San Andreas, yeah. Running would, a squad
1: would, on Loke Dog. <laughs> I would have thought that
2: Halo Vice City would have been... <laughs>
0: Go kind
2: of <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, so violence pretty much stems from aggression, and we, I, I'm assuming most of us use video games or, or certain entertainment outlets to release that aggression.
0: It's porn for me, yeah. and I just beat, beat Do my she, dick. It's to death. a release.
2: <laughs> it's like, If I, just, I can't see my release, <laughs> <laughs> then it's not so happening. The other hand pulls, yeah. Catch it! I beat uh. the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so violence stems from aggression, but not all aggression is violent. You know, people need – they learn how to tolerate things or or process things. And that's what the – you know, like these kids here. It's like I don't know if they just couldn't take it anymore if they just had a mission. They wanted their their 10 seconds of fame. Is it 10 seconds?
0: Well, that's the thing you got to look into as well too. Like a lot of these school shootings, what people don't take into account and think of – I think it was Degrassi. It was the show.
1: Right. Degrassi Jr. High.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, were... It was when Drake got killed. That's all I know. I that was don't... a good one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You can't be any more white power with a shaved head and now you're happy Drake's getting killed. <laughs> 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 I, I, I was joking, by the way. Don't, don't, oh, don't delete that part. But anyway, like these kids – and it, and this is coming for me too because I was that kid who got his ass beat constantly up till my junior year we don't know what these kids are going through they could be getting made fun of constantly and now with the internet fuck dude oh, like God. they can oh, get yeah. they can get picked on and beat up 24 hours a day like when we were kids and like you said we've only met five or six times i i have no idea how old you are old enough I can tell. To party? <laughs> well, so me and Jeremy, Jeremy's and me are the same age. And so there was a, a time when our torment stopped. We got out of school at three. We got off the school bus. Like, we had a reprieve. If they didn't know our phone number or where we lived, we were away from the bullies. Like right. So we had some free time. But now these kids with Facebook and Twitter right. and Instagram, they can get picked on all fucking day. Oh,
2: yeah. In real life and online? Right. Like, they can there's... communicate to their other bullies and stuff like right. that, right
0: they get no reprieve and that's i think could be what a lot of these school shootings come from is like they just get so picked on that's why the suicide rates up that's why the school shooting rates up honestly we had it lucky right i don't know. we could have we had a release we had we had mom's shoulder to cry on and no one to but you go back to the
1: columbine here that's basically at the time that you're talking about with us so it's like there was still something going on with these guys. Like that release apparently wasn't enough for them. They still had
2: some issues with people, and I they, mean, they like Nickelback, I bet. <laughs> well, Speaking I mean, of, man, like when I was in high school, I was huge into The Crow, and I had a trench coat, and they were like trench coat mafia. I'm like, nah, you guys are missing the whole. <laughs> yeah. Even the
0: Crow guy didn't like himself.
2: <laughs> That's messed up. Uh-huh. No, um,
1: have you guys played the Columbine game? No, I would never play that that just
2: seems a little Colum- wrong to me
0: Columbine yeah. game
2: It's kind of like a it's kind of like a old school final fantasy I'm assuming you've played it We'll say no
0: Is it like hide and go seek?
2: <laughs> no where you really
0: not. don't want to be found
2: I mean I think that's
1: kind of a messed up game to to if it's about shooting up a school I think whoever made that should I hate to sound like a Karen here but they should be
2: behind bars right. I mean I would say that I mean Personally, I think they're allowed to make it. Is it good? No. I mean, I thought it's you didn't re- play it. Oh, I didn't say the game itself. The gameplay wasn't good. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying, uh, I don't really care for like those old school Final Fantasy style. Uh, fuck you. Collector. I mean, it's just. I mean, nowadays video you have games to wait. don't make anybody the,
0: violent. Go no, fuck yourself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you take it back, or I'll kill you. I want to die. So I was also noticing a few studies that link violence and sex. Like we get that same. You know, like we were saying, dopamine fix. You know, there's no sex in my violence, but... Uh, <laughs> there's no hope with oh, I mean,
0: I, I don't get violent after sex, but my wife sure does. <laughs> you to do it I, again? It's mostly disappointment, but there is some violence in there. I usually
1: go
2: to bed after I masturbate. Oh, good for you. Because I don't have sex.
0: <laughs>
2: so there's a list of violent, top violent video games that I wanted to go over here. So... I'm assuming most of you guys have heard of most of these. So there's Postal, which was actually banned from yeah. America. Hatred yeah. came out, and that was, like, pretty much Insta-ban, a... Insta-ban, yeah. Yeah. Mortal Kombat, pretty violent graphic. Manhunt. I really liked Manhunt. I do have a story I want to tell about that one. Grand Theft Auto, everybody knows, you know. Um, what do you do after you get with the hooker? You run her over with the car. And take your money back. Exactly. That's what you're supposed to do. But yeah, Carmageddon, Gears of War, Dead Space, Doom, Harvester, Phantasmagoria, the Darkness series, the list goes on. There's Miss, always going to be violence. Miss Pac-Man.
0: Yeah, exactly. Farming simulator.
2: But yeah. So Manhunt was like you play as the serial killer, you know, you pretty much break out of jail and there was this part where you go into like this bar, like this BDSM, like kind of like a factory. Is this you know, it was-
0: before or after you played the game? <laughs>
2: Daring. Daring. So I'm going through this and like, I'm all into it. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to get found. I'm going to get it found. And you know, like you can't see behind you. You're only seeing like from like your, what, all your body. And yeah. So I'm hiding behind this door and I see like this guy in there with like a meat cleaver and he's like the the head dude that you're trying to, you know, take down. And then like one of his little gimps come up behind me and take me out. And like, I was doing so good at getting a perfect score, but then he goes, Pull down his pants! I want to see it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I can't be mad at. That. <laughs> didn't you sh- didn't you
1: play that for me or something? I think you. pulled might have. I might, have. I might that have. Sounds familiar.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, what would you consider the most violent video game of your choice? Since I don't play video games, and I, I mean, I didn't know
1: many of the games that you had on your list. I mean, Mortal Kombat, straight up fighting, and I mean, you're after you defeat your opponent you can do whatever like rip their freaking spine out of their back or whatnot but i mean i would say that's pretty violent game or grand theft auto like your whole point of grand theft auto is to kill people run from the cops get involved in and drugs smuggling and all that stuff so i'd say gta and, and and mortal kombat are pretty pretty violent but again my opinion doesn't mean shit because I haven't
2: played many video games at all. I feel, and it might be a different opinion than most, but the most violent video game is not one that I mentioned. I'll, I'll continue. Let me guess. it's.
1: We're, you're about to go a
2: punchline here, aren't you? This is going to be a joke what you're about to say. You're gonna say no, this
1: like, is for real. You're going to say something like The Simpsons.
2: or No. Or, okay. No. So the most violent video game... This mind-numbing and addictive simulation of destruction over and over and over again. The object of this game is to pretty much decimate all in your wake until there is nothing left. While anthropomorphic characters smile and laugh at the path of your carnage you leave, once you get a taste, you become rabid. You will perpetually go on guiltless rampage endlessly.
0: Are you going to say Pac-Man?
2: No. This is Candy Crush. What did I tell you? Candy Crush <laughs> is an extremely violent video game, and so many people are addicted to it. Like, the items are selective to whatever the motifs of the player. For example, they can indicate grace in their color or uh, political parties, nations, you name it. Like, So the point is to immediately eliminate and disband a growing enemy. If those who gather in parties, of three or more, they are targeted to be cut down. You can even use bombs and weapons fashioned from your enemies to kill them. Like, there's these suckers that you can smack them and, and they just crack. It's, it's violent. It's like... Like when you cut down a tree and then make a tree house and then put it up in a tree, it's like hanging the corpse of another tree into it. It's fucking violent. It's it's ridiculous.
1: You're about to get an almond thrown at you.
2: <laughs> no, like hear me out. <laughs> it's like, okay. So the point is pretty much to murder every last one until you move to the next level, nation or town, or whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Your call of duties give you this object such as being held captive as like a POW situation like where you try to escape. You know, yes, you can... Kill people, but it's pretty much for survival purposes. But uh, it's to be able to inform, like, your chain of command of a nation or our world threat in order to protect the lives of so many innocent lives. Candy Crush sees everything as a threat, and you must spread your tyranny regardless. Like, it's just kill, kill, kill until your, your screen is cleared. Games like Siphon Filter, Splinter Cell, even Manhunt... Where you are the killer, you must pick up items and weapons off the ground in parks, malls, or playgrounds. Hell, if anything, that's contributing to community service. You're cleaning up so other kids cannot reach it. You know, like, again, there is an objective to these other games, whereas Candy Crush is just destroy everything in front of you. Like Mortal Kombat, once you face your, your opponent, that's it. You win, you know. With Candy Crush, there is no winning. You just keep on going. You know, these other games they like I said they give you the option to kill others, even innocents. Grand Theft Auto, Saints Row, Tenchu, but you are ranked by your actions. You're often challenged nowadays to finish levels with zero kills. You know, you, you get a higher ranking that way. You know, performing inhumane actions lowers your ranking whereas Candy Crush increases your score by the total screen elimination. So, why why are you smiling? This is serious. So many people are addicted to this. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> that that's all you got? Am I right? Come on. I'm waiting for Lonnie here. He looks like he has <laughs> something to say. Blank face here. Doom was the first video
0: game to ever get a mature rate. That might be
2: so. But hey. Dude, I can't, I watch can't. your kids. If your kids are playing Candy Crush, <sighs> I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> I, I'm i the worst for this topic, video games, because I never play them. If you want to talk about Roller Coaster Tycoon, I'm your man for Shit's
0: that. Shit's
1: on. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was real or not.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. All right. <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> no, know they're, it. they're ignorant. That's <laughs> ignorant. <laughs>
1: oh. Well, that was a fun topic. That, that was a fun topic. That was a fun episode.
2: That was fun, yeah. Was it? I like I feel that. like you guys aren't taking it seriously. <laughs> we were so serious and then we're you trying, took it. <laughs> we're trying to change the world. <laughs> you guys don't understand. We
0: are the world. <clears throat> we are the we are. shitless.
2: You guys got any uh any any last words? No. Um. No. I that was, that was good stuff tonight. I felt like uh.
1: No, we're still trying things out. We're gonna test some things. We need your feedback to know what you liked, what you didn't like. I think um. Huh. Oh,
0: Bonnie. The next one's mine.
1: It is. You're you're <laughs> you're uh, in control <laughs> of the next one.
0: <laughs> you got some big plans. Oh, it's gonna be so dark. Uh Uh-oh. We're going to cover model trains, fucking small villages, precious moment dolls. It's going to be anarchy.
1: I'm giving you the same look I was just giving Justin. (laughs) Sounds neat. (laughs) I can't wait. Uh, I'm not going to be here for that episode. (laughs) No, 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 it'll just be
2: me talking. Why don't you run with it? All right. (laughs) Well, uh, tune in, and two weeks from now, or whenever you guys want to, what day is that? Two weeks from now. That is correct.
0: You are the worst
2: at suspension of disbelief. Oh, well, I was. I'm just agreeable. I'm good like that. I'm a nice. I'm a nice. I'm a nice boy. Yeah. Not what your father-in-law says. Oh, oh, oh! Got Thank it. you guys. Full circle. Uh, like, subscribe. Help us uh, hit
0: five hundred
1: by July. Uh, all that too. If you're single and good-looking sure to give me a shout out you've probably turned Jeremy down in the past. <laughs> 100% true
2: yeah you guys take it easy have a good night our day our week our month uh, send us out wash your
0: hands because you're fucking nasty <laughs> I love you
2: thanks for listening to this week's episode join us next time for more absurdity that only the guys from the boundless pod trap can bring you